Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's episode is generously supported by Yumiko. 2019 has arrived, which means it's time for New Year's resolutions, new episodes of Conversations on Dance, but most importantly, brand new colors and options from our amazing sponsor, Yumiko. Yumiko is the dance world's leader in high-quality, customizable dancewear. And with their new colors and options that they just launched, there are even more ways to be uniquely you in the studio. Check out all of their new options on their website, yumiko.com. And while you are there, check out their new group discount, which offers you 10% off and free shipping on all orders of 10 pieces or more. Order now at yumiko.com. This episode is brought to you by San Francisco Ballet. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today we are returning to our time at San Francisco Ballet last April for the company's Unbound Festival. This week we talk with Frances Chung, principal dancer with the San Francisco Ballet. Frances was born in Vancouver, Canada and received her training from Go Ballet Academy. She joined San Francisco Ballet as a member of the Corps de Ballet in 2001 and was promoted to principal dancer in 2009. Frances has danced countless major roles in the company's vast repertoire as she has worked her way through the ranks. Frances received the Isadora Duncan Award for Outstanding Achievement in an Individual Performance for the 2013 Repertory Season and the Silver Medal at the 2000 Adeline Genie Awards. Today we talk with Frances about her training, how she became a bunhead later in life, some of the most challenging ballets she has danced, and about the company's Unbound, a festival of new works. Thank you so much, Fran, for joining us today. We're so happy to have you. I know that you have a really busy schedule right now. It's pretty hectic around here, but 
to see your smiling face in our little <laughs> studio is uh, a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start at the beginning. Can you tell us how you got your start with ballet? Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going back. This oh, was yeah. unbound. No, oh, we're, we're doing we unbound. Get there. This we is great. We talk about okay. your whole life. <laughs> so, what life kind of story. grades did you get? <laughs> <laughs> Straight C plus. No, that just. Um, I started dance like any other young Asian kid. My parents put me and my sister in a community center, and yeah, I practiced ballet and piano since I was five oh, wow. or so, and then. And then it took off. Mm-hmm. Did you, how long did you do piano for? At what point did um, So I happen? quit ballet, or uh, I quit piano three times. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't sit still. I, I think I really enjoyed it, but uh, practicing piano was not for me. I I had to move, so. Do you remember how to play still, or? Um, I know maybe three different pieces, but <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. No, I don't play anymore, unfortunately. Do you feel like your time playing the piano gave you some insight into musicality that has helped you in your career? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was all, everything my parents put us in is, has brought me to where I am yeah. today. Yeah. Musicality is everything. Yeah. So what brought you to San Francisco in particular? Did you think about staying in Canada or working with a different company? So I'm embarrassed to say I knew nothing about the ballet world <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, Not unusual. Yeah. I, I actually probably to my benefit, like I feel like I have a pretty healthy perspective on dance and I am, I feel balanced in my life. Right. So um, in that way, it was good, except, you know, after a while, people start talking about ballet. I'm like, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know more now. I think I am a bunhead more now than I ever right. was. So anyway, um, I was just doing what all my classes, classmates were doing. I just sent a bunch of audition tapes to different um, companies. And mm-hmm. I actually had a connection to San Francisco Ballet via Elise Bourne because she came to my school and sat serenade when I was maybe 15, 16. Um, And she invited me to come take class here. So So did you end up taking class here and that's how you got the job? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. I actually almost joined Boston Ballet, had the contract signed. It was going to go out in the mail. Um, And then San Francisco Ballet called and... um, like I said, I knew nothing about ballet, and I just looked at the contracts, and San Francisco Ballet paid more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be candid. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Came here. Let's see. Again, meant to, meant to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so since you didn't have a lot of preconceived notions about what a career was supposed to be, you know, you you didn't hold San Francisco Ballet up on a pedestal or I just that... thought in my mind, if I could be in a big company like San Francisco Ballet and be in the core forever, I made it. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, before I joined the company, of course, you know, a year or two into the, into the company, I realized... I wanted more and yeah. I wanted to be fulfilled artistically more and and yeah there's just so much more out there so so what kind of uh what were those initial years like then since you you came in not knowing much and you're just like cool I made it check <laughs> did you was there a sort of rude awakening at any point um, or in some ways yes I was always trained to 
take class every day. Mm -hmm. So work ethic was not like an issue. Like I was trained to just work all the time Mm -hmm. and, and I enjoyed it. So that wasn't difficult for me. The hard thing was, um, coming from a small school, I trained at the Vancouver Go Ballet. Mm Um, was that I was doing, it's not a small school, but I, I was getting to perform a lot and doing, I was doing, you know, the principal roles in a school mm-hmm. right. um, and then I came here and uh, they do a lot more than just Don Q and Swan Lake and um, I the my only experience the balancing was Serenade and so I definitely had a lot to learn I we we actually performed a lot in my school and we um, did some choreography um, and we also did a lot of different styles which was all very helpful but um, I was not exposed to any sort of um, uh, like choreographic process Mm -hmm. like um, Mm -hmm. to the extent of being in a company anyway so that was hard rude awakening yes. yeah that is always a terrifying experience when you're young and you're yeah. like how do I learn things so fast exactly everyone's doing it why can't I yeah, yeah. and yeah. and moving I remember um symphony c in c was one of my first ballets and I could not move fast <laughs> that was like I I guess I trained pretty classical I did rad and oh wow uh, yeah I went all the way with rad oh. <laughs> and then my teachers were from china so it was kind of more russian mm-hmm. based um we had a cuban teacher at one point and yeah but for the most part uh no american training so that right. was new yeah so did you end up really enjoying your experience with balancing ballets you know, it was tough in the beginning and I didn't understand it. And um, now it's everything to me. I, um, I I mean, when you understand something, then you have a new appreciation for it. So it took me a little bit to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But. Was there anything other than um, merely doing the work, doing the ballets um, that you were doing to kind of put yourself up to speed? Did you take anyone in particular as class, you know, you, you were thinking that you need to hone right. this new side of things. You have this yeah. strong sort of classical background. What did, what did you do to help aid the transition into doing more um, contemporary or? That was the part of kind of figuring it out. It took me a few years to figure out how to be a company member and how to uh, basically get better at things that I needed to work on. Um, and I realized in the beginning, I think because I was um, kind of given a lot uh, in my school um, to, and I was, I'm kind of a shy, I was really shy when I first joined the company. Actually, people <laughs> thought I didn't speak English <laughs> when I first joined the company. That's how shy I was. So I had to, um, yeah, kind of just break out of that. And I, I was kind of also the kid that, you know, stood behind everyone. And I remember my teachers always saying, when you first join the company, it's important to respect the people that have been there for a long time. I love and don't stand. Yes. <laughs> and, and that was... Um, that was, yeah, my upbringing. So it definitely took me a while to realize that actually you do have to put yourself out there and there's a way to do it respectfully, yeah. which I learned. And um, I think the one thing I remember doing that kind of 
when I had the realization is I would go into a studio and like learn the ballet because sometimes if a ballet's been done forever, everybody already knows the steps and they don't necessarily take you aside and teach yeah, you yeah. when you're in the core, especially. So I would go into a studio and get the videos and learn everything myself. And then I would be prepared. And when you know the steps, you go on stage. That's yeah. how it works in companies, yeah. I think. Uh, we always talk about that, that if you... It's okay if it takes you a little bit longer to pick up a step than someone next to you who just like is freakishly good at it. Yeah. But if you acknowledge it and then you go in the studio and you watch videos and you just make it work for yourself, mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than feeling like you just don't, yes, like you're not getting it. That and, was you know, hard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. to be in. I'm mm-hmm. laughing at Rebecca because <laughs> Rebecca has, thinks that this is a handicap of hers, that she wasn't uh, like on it at oh, all. No, and I the, feel that. But it, it culminated in one day when the ballet mistress. It was, this was towards the end of our careers. <laughs> but the ballet mistress cited me and Rebecca as the examples of yes. how to be. Of always knowing of always, like, of always knowing oh. the steps. And Rebecca was like, yes. I fought so hard. It was like when the person who, you know, wins the Academy Award after yeah. they like stop eating or I don't know. You know, she was, like, she, was like, she, she was like, I wasn't born like this. I made this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like our big bang right on the way out. Um, <laughs> so you're one of the few principal dancers who've worked your way up through the ranks in this company a lot of principals sometimes come from other companies and are hired as um right at the highest rank so what do you feel that you've gained from experiences all the levels within this company that's funny i don't know if jennifer touched on this um but we just had a rehearsal today Uh and it um it's Dwight's new ballet and it features uh, me, Jennifer Stahl and uh, Sasha DeSola. Mm-hmm. And we all, all yeah, we yeah. all came from the core. Um, anyway, we were just going through, uh, there are a million steps and we have to be uh, together for mm-hmm. all of them. And um Anyway, uh, the ballet mistress at one point was like, oh, you guys are good. She was just going through each section and and it got to our section where we danced together. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, oh, you guys look great in this. And we were like, yes, (laughs) principals can dance together. (laughs) It's a thing. And um, uh, Betsy, the ballet mistress, actually usually does uh, core work Mm -hmm. and and we were like, it's because of you, Betsy. Aww. Like, we trained under you right. for those years we were in the core. So, yeah. you know, we still, you know, and I, we all just said, like, simultaneously, core work is not easy. Mm-hmm. And, no way. And, <laughs> <laughs> and to be able to sometimes do the same steps as principals, but in a line or in formation is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. So, skills. Yeah. Core. <laughs> core. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So uh, what would you say your big break or breaks were within the company? When did you start getting a few featured roles? Um, I, let's see. There were a couple, I, pretty early on. I think because I came from a small school and I got to do featured roles mm-hmm. there um like that, I, yeah, that. I felt comfortable. I um, one of the first things I remember doing um, was Lar Lubavitch's "Smile with My Heart" uh, with Gonzalo, and he was a oh. principal then, and I was in the core. And all I remember is I almost broke his nose <laughs> in <laughs> rehearsal, <laughs> and feeling 
really scared for my life. <laughs> Good thing it was Gonzalo. Yes. Bless <laughs> him. The nicest, nicest yes. person. Past podcast cast. Past podcast. Everyone, yes. I mean, really, who hasn't been? Who hasn't been on the pod? <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually, a lot of my um, opportunities have come from uh, people from the outside. Helgi's been... Uh, Helgi always invites choreographers. That's San Francisco Ballet. We get to do a lot of uh, new creations. And I've been lucky enough to have people like Christopher Wielden and Lar and uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Others. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely That's other individuals <laughs> that, um, yeah, have chosen me to be in their ballets and, and, um, so you've definitely been charged with some stamina busting tasks, um, such as Tarantella and Russian Girl and Serenade and Swan Lake Don Q. So why do you feel that you're so often cast this way? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's like no. It's what is it? You. It's like a thing in ballet to get typecasted. <laughs> So you're a short little spitfire. Exactly. <laughs> but it's funny you were just saying that when you got here, you felt like you couldn't move fast. And now. That's true. That's funny. Um, Full circle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always could. Uh, Allegro was a strength mm -hmm. and uh, being short was a strength. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, that's even since I was a kid, those were the roles that I would get casted yeah. in. Um and I think artistically having broken out of the being typecasted is is definitely what I've always or I have been striving to do and it has been happening so I feel grateful that yeah. I get to do everything. Yeah. What's been your most difficult role so far? Hmm. Oh, I this don't is a know. fun one. Because it's hard. like I, when I try to think of that for myself, it's like there's a big. Well, it's a lot of ties. Everything's oh, hard. Fun. Everything's hard. Isn't everything hard? Yeah, <laughs> in their own way. Yeah, right? I don't know. Then pop off a few. Uh, <laughs> it's like when people ask you what your favorite role is, and yeah. different things are We're favorite. We're gonna ask you that later. Reasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> Most difficult. Okay, so stamina is always a thing because I get casted in stamina, stamina pieces. Um, though, actually, I think that was even even when I'm not casted in stamina roles. Stamina was al always a struggle. I think learning to breathe and I always, when I was younger, and I remember um, ballet masters telling me this, that you spend too much energy doing this or you put too much energy in every step and mm -hmm. learning to breathe and be grounded and to relax has been a life changer yeah. in dance. Right, because you just want to do it all. When you're yeah. Young, it's, yeah. It's, it's a hard thing because you also, it sounds like you probably have a, we had maybe a similar background, all the three mm -hmm. of us, and that it was like you have to do it. You you know, be respectful, but be right. full out yeah. and do like work hard. Yeah. This hard work mentality, which is great, yeah, and it does help a lot. But then you find yourself standing on the side of Allegro Brilliant, oh like in gosh. B plus, but like yeah. like you're yeah. just like pulled up and tight, and, and your not face actually is like tomato red, yeah. and you can't yeah. But you're you're not actually helping anything no. by like 
putting all of your energy yeah. into your B plus. Yeah. <laughs> so what roles? I don't know. I think um, when I was younger, probably even like um, when I first did Nutcracker Potata, it, that was really hard to maintain stamina. Yeah. Um, difficult roles. You know, the hardest full-length ballet I've ever done is Swan Lake. Oh, I bet. Um, the first, very first time I performed it, uh, and leading up until the show, I was my first show was on a Sunday. I remember that. And you have to dance up up to it. Well, you feel like you do because you you just take every opportunity yeah, to yeah. rehearse and sure. to refine and whatnot. And so I just remember rehearsing and trying to pace myself, but more rehearsing, yeah. right. like, too much. And then by the time Sunday came, I felt like, okay. And then also you do the stage rehearsals and the lighting rehearsals, and it was my first time, so, I, you know, you need the, the experience. Yeah. So you just try to get that within yeah. a week <laughs> right right um but i just remember after second act feeling good about everything but maybe almost like even reverting back to when i was young and spending too much energy uh -huh. on everything and i remember laying <laughs> in my dressing room on my back thinking how in the world am i gonna get through third act um, yeah i was in costume already and just thinking i don't know how this is gonna end like probably like shoving a banana down my throat and drinking coconut water and <laughs> thinking okay i just need to lay down uh -huh. and not think about it it'll yeah. be fine yeah but then it's the thing with the i don't know sometimes one thing can be the hardest thing and then the second you have performed it once you my second performance was a whole different experience <clears throat> yeah. and i felt Great. I always felt that way. That like you, want, you just need to get the first one done. Yeah. In a way. Maybe I mean, not that you shouldn't pressure. cherish it, yeah. but it's, it's you like, spend energy being nervous exactly. and anxious. As yeah. soon as it's yeah. over, you can just go. I know exactly what that moment is like on stage. Exactly. You've done it. Yeah. And you can do it again. Yeah. Even though you try to tell yourself like I've done it in rehearsal, which is the same thing. I had the costume yeah. on yeah. and everything. It's just still it's never still the same yeah. until yeah. that first show. Yeah. And you know, if Sarah Mertens can do it uh, after a, a stomach flu and only eating Reese's Pieces, then oh I'm sure gosh. that we can all do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where, where did we, <laughs> we lost our place? Right here. <laughs> okay. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Go. So, uh, Rebecca and I are here because the company is presently in the midst of the Unbound Festival, which, of course, you are a big part of. Um, there are 12 new works, and you are involved in four of them. Can you tell us about which ones you've been working on and what those experiences have been like? So I uh, am in Christopher Wielden's uh, Trey McIntyre, Dwight Roden, and Stanton Welsh. However, after rehearsing and <laughs> doing yeah. every rehearsal and uh, create, out. yeah, <laughs> creating all uh all the roles in their new ballets, I am unfortunately only doing two out of the four ballets that I rehearsed because of an injury. So I just uh, last week. I was completely out, so I couldn't rehearse anything. Uh -huh. And then this week, I tried to come back to do all four. And then I just, at one point, I just had to make a decision mm -hmm. and yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. That's what, I mean, so what are the two that you're doing now? So I will be dancing Stanton Welsh's Bespoke and um, uh, Dwight Roden's Let's Begin in the End. That's, I mean, that's the peril of uh, doing a yeah. festival like this is that uh, we've already talked about this a lot with the diff- uh, several of the dancers who've come through. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, it is a, like an extreme demand for versatility and, um, and creativity that, uh, when you guys, if you have four choreographers a day, that means you have an hour and a half with each, right? Mm-hmm. So they only have you for one and a half hours. Exactly. They can give f- everything in that and they need to see it mm-hmm. and you need to be there for them. Mm-hmm. But that also, um, can be taxing physically (laughs) (laughs) and like we were talking about before we started recording that doing all these different movements they want everything to the extreme and it's different and modern or maybe more classical you're bouncing back and forth all the time and that can really take a toll it's also at the end of a long season right right. that and an amazing season i'm yeah so grateful that I got to perform everything I have this season, but the end of seasons are always hard injury wise. Exactly. It's kind of when everyone starts to break down. And, and with the schedule that we had for Unbound, it was yeah, next level. Yeah, but it's going to be next level. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So, having been in one company for so long, mm. do you ever wonder what life might have been like had you chosen oh. to move into a different company? There was probably. Uh, five, six years where every season I was like, that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going online, looking at companies. And, but then what happened? Then I got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> I got promoted. I got married. I bought a house and <laughs> I'm here for life. <laughs> no, I definitely think about it. But then I think about the city that I live in and um, everything that we get to do and all the traveling that we get to do with San Francisco Ballet. And um, and also my husband says that if we do move, it has to be near ocean, and that's quite difficult. <laughs> I don't know how many I other mean, ballet... New York is near the ocean. <laughs> yeah, just... but we're like 20 <laughs> minutes driving <laughs> to the ocean. So. You don't want to go to New York's garbage ocean. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> Not after living here. Yeah. No way. And I'm a West Coast girl. Yeah. So yeah, I love it here. Good. Well... Thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to chat with you. Feel better. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to Conversations on Dance Now, wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way, you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.